Hey, everyone. I'm Jeff Zeleny, CNN Chief National Affairs Correspondent, in for David Chalian. And this is the CNN Political Briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Tuesday, June 13th. Another first for former President Donald Trump, this time in a federal courtroom. So today was very much a where-were-you-when kind of moment. Former President Donald Trump is now juggling two criminal cases, all while running for the White House for a third time. Trump pleaded not guilty to all 37 charges in the indictment against him, alleging that he mishandled classified documents brought to his Mar-a-Lago resort in Florida and engaged in a conspiracy to obstruct justice. And in New York, he'll face a criminal trial next March for his alleged role in a hush money scheme dating back to before the 2016 election. Our colleague Evan Perez was outside the courthouse earlier today, moments after he saw what unfolded inside. The, the former president uh, took a seat uh, at the defendant's table. Uh, he was wearing his trademark uh, red tie with a dark suit. Uh, he had a very serious look on his face. Uh, periodically had his arms folded. Once in a while would, uh, would speak to one of his attorneys, Todd Blanche. And Todd Blanche is, one of the law- is the lawyer who stood before the judge when he was asked to enter the plea. He uh, said, we most certainly enter a plea not guilty, Your Honor. And that was uh, essentially near the beginning of the, of the hearing. Let's go, Trump! Let's go, Trump! Thank you! You got this! That sound is some of his supporters cheering Trump on when he left his Doral, Florida resort to go to a Miami federal courthouse, where he was placed under arrest. Security precautions aside, he was treated about like any other federal defendant. There were some expectations. He wasn't handcuffed, he had Secret Service next to him throughout the courthouse, and there was no mugshot taken, since he's easily recognizable. But Trump was arrested, fingerprinted, and processed. Even a DNA sample was taken. He appeared before a magistrate judge with his co-defendant and aide Walt Nada. The judge later ordered them to not speak about the case. Jack Smith, the special counsel who's been leading this historic case against the former president, was also in the courtroom today. This is notable because the former president has been railing against Smith on Truth Social ahead of his arraignment, calling Smith such things like thug, deranged, and a radical lunatic, and a Trump hater, and repeating his claim again and again that the case against him is a witch hunt. My colleague Paula Reed, outside the courtroom, has more on what the judge said. Now, the judge decided neither one of these men, former President Trump nor Walt Nada, pose a flight risk. So there are going to be no travel restrictions on either men. Now, that's significant because, of course, former President Trump is traveling the country campaigning to return to the White House. The afternoon proceedings played out largely as a sideshow outside the courtroom, with many Trump supporters gathering. Alongside them was one of Trump's attorneys, Alina Haba. She defended the former president while he was under arrest. She criticized what she called a two-tiered system of justice. We have seen the rise of politically motivated prosecutors who don't care for impartiality, who don't care for due process or equal protection of laws. They have been quietly but aggressively cultivating a two-tiered system of justice where selective treatment is the norm. Her words were strong and many without merit. We should also say she's not representing Trump in this case. He's still working to finalize his legal team down in Florida, but she does represent him in his other case. But Haba likely won't have the last word. Trump is on his way back to New Jersey, where he's expected to speak at his Bedminster Resort tonight, surrounded by donors and other supporters. 
It's worth taking a step back to recap how we got here. This case in particular all started in May of 2021, when the National Archives reached out to Trump's team after realizing several important documents were not handed over before Trump left the White House. In July 2021, CNN was first to report the existence of a tape conversation Trump had at his New Jersey club that indicates the former president understood he retained classified material. The indictment also alleges Trump shared classified information with someone who represented his super PAC in the fall of 2021. Of course, that person did not have a security clearance and should not have been hearing this information. Over the next two years, Trump has voluntarily given back some materials. His lawyers turned over additional files after a subpoena, and the FBI found dozens of classified records during a court-approved search of his Mar-a-Lago home last summer. But the indictment accuses Trump of having illegally retained documents that detail some of the nation's most closely guarded secrets, many including military plans, and shared them with people without proper security clearance and stored them at insecure locations at Mar-a-Lago, like a bathroom, a ballroom, a storage closet, and more. Of course, all of this is playing out as the campaign trail is heating up, and it begs the question, how will these latest charges affect his bid for the White House? Despite his legal troubles, Trump is still the 2024 GOP frontrunner. He's not the presumptive nominee. There are many other challengers in this race, but he is leading in the polls and in name recognition and far more. And remember, this is just the beginning. There's no guarantee this will get wrapped up before voting begins early next year, even potentially at the general election in November 2024. The case will take time to go through the legal process, starting with pretrial proceedings. And lawyers for Trump have made clear they have little interest in a speedy trial. As we talked yesterday, a recent CBS poll shows only 7% of likely GOP primary voters say this indictment will worsen how they see Trump. Of course, these polls are a snapshot in time. Public sentiment often changes the more people learn about things. But despite that apparent lack of impact for voters right now, some leading members of Trump's party and fellow candidates are slowly becoming more vocal in their criticism of him, while others are staying strong in their support. Take a listen to what GOP candidates Nikki Haley and Chris Christie had to say this week. I'm a military spouse. My husband's about to deploy this weekend. This puts all of our military men and women in danger. If you are going to talk about what our military is capable of or how we would go about invading or doing something with one of our enemies. And if that's the case, it's in, it's reckless. It's frustrating and um, it causes problems. When did we get to the point where we're always blaming our adversaries for the weakness of our candidates? Oh, it's the Democrats' fault. It's DOJ's fault. It's this person's fault. It's the media's fault. How bad it's his? Haley's comments were perhaps the most significant. She not only made them on Fox News, but she also drew the possible consequence of these classified documents, tying them to the military. Meanwhile, fellow Republican candidate Vivek Ramaswamy is increasing his support for Trump, traveling down to Miami today saying he sent letters to every other contender in the race, calling on them to commit to pardon Trump. Congressman Richard Hudson chairs the House Republican campaign arm. He told reporters today that he believes having Trump as a nominee would actually help boost the party's candidates. I think he would help because he would turn out voters that normally wouldn't turn out. You still think that he's an asset for Republicans, despite two indictments, one of them being a federal indictment? I do. But as we mentioned before, the criticism against Trump is sharpening inside his own party, at least by some, particularly on Capitol Hill. Take a listen to Republican Congressman Ken Buck of Colorado, Don Bacon of Nebraska, and Senator Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, all speaking to CNN today. 
Well, I think the allegations are very serious. I, I think there were national security implications from having documents in an unsecure area. Well, I think it's obvious what the president did was wrong, and I just think the emperor has no clothes. And we need to have some Republicans stand up and say that, because come around after the primary, I guarantee you the other party is going to be saying this, mm -hmm. and I think it will, will cost us the November election. We cannot take this lightly. And I don't care whether you are a Trump supporter or a Trump opposer. You have to take this seriously. Many Republicans, of course, declined to weigh in, chief among them Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell who said Trump is simply one of many candidates in the race, and he declined to offer his opinion on the indictment. For all of the spectacle outside of the Miami courthouse, one thing is clear. The country is being tested in a new way. It's the United States of America versus Donald J. Trump. That is the actual phrasing on the indictment. And now it is going to play out through the rest of this presidential campaign. But Republican voters might decide his fate before jurors ever do. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. If you like the show, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow. When you work, you work next level. When you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number Smart Beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 Smart Bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii.